This podcast is sponsored by the Kerry Golston Ministries International, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Pastor Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Verse 14. Now Jesus is coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration and uh, he encounters, encounters this tumult or people uh, engaged in, in, uh, in questionings and answerings and, uh, and some of them getting a little bent out of shape. And in the 14th verse it says, And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away, and I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. He answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. If there's anything that you can do, Jesus, have compassion on us and help us. Is there anything that you can do? Can you do anything. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. What was Jesus answered? If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So the man put to Jesus, can you do anything? Jesus put it right back on the man. Can you believe? It's 
not about what I can do. It's can you believe? And the same question has to be asked today. What can you believe? What can you believe? Now, I mentioned this aircraft. I can believe for an aircraft, but not a jet. Not right now. I'm not there yet. All things are possible to him that believeth. You've got to believe first. I can't believe for a jet. It's beyond my believing capacity. But I can, I can believe for a prop. And I ain't talking about no single prop. I want at least two. I can believe for a full-size aircraft with two propellers. I can believe that because all things are possible to him that believeth. What can you believe? I mean, what can you really believe? Not what you can say. Because that's been the problem. A lot, a lot of Christians have been confessing a whole lot of stuff that they really don't believe. Amen. I mean, just to confess something. Oh, I confess that that house is mine. I pass by that house and I see it all the time. I confess, Lord, that's my house. I receive it in the name of Jesus. But do you believe it? That's the key is do you believe it? Not just confessing it. See, confession has to be based on your believing. Let me say that again. Confession has to be based on your believing. What can you believe? If you can't believe for a jet, you know, sense of myself getting out there and getting frustrated, believing for a jet that I can't, I can't believe for. I don't have the capacity to believe for it yet, but I got the capacity to believe for that problem. Again, it's a stepping stone. I'll get to the jet. They're still making them. Amen. You say, oh man, that's all you got as a propeller? What you got? What you flying in? Amen. See, I'm not intimidated by what other people have. That doesn't intimidate me. I believe where I am. That's what counts is you believe right where you are. If you can't believe for a house, believe for you a bigger apartment. Amen. It's your capacity to believe. It's not the other guys. Don't let people intimidate you into what they believe. It's what you can believe. Because all things are possible to him that believeth. Hallelujah. All right. Verse 24. And straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, watch this now. Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. In other words, I can only believe so far. Help me with the part I can't believe. You got that? I can only believe this far. Help me with the part I can't believe. Glory to God. See? 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 I can't believe for a jet right now. But if I believe in this one, if I can believe in the propeller job, then I'm on the way. I'm in the ballpark, you see. So, so help me with what I can't believe just yet. 
Because I must believe something to get where I need to go. Amen. All right. Now turn over to the 11th chapter. It's just going to be a little mini message. But I have to have you fully and completely schooled in faith in order to fulfill the vision. See, traditionally, the first, uh, the first of every year, I like to share the vision with the people to keep it fresh and keep it in their, in their hearts and their minds. And I'm going to do that. But uh, faith is one of the initial parts of the vision. We must operate by faith. So we have to get this faith thing working in us. All right. In Mark, the uh, 10th chapter. Well, I'm going to read 10. You want to go to 11? You stay over there. Amen. All right, all right, all right. I missed that. I missed it. 10th chapter, 10th chapter. Thank you. you like how I got out of that way? All right. All right, 10th chapter. Okay. Okay. Uh, Verse 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more, a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Now, wait a minute. The people told him to hold his peace. The people told him to hold his peace. Quit, quit making them confessions. It ain't work. It ain't going to work. That's stupid. Just stop saying that stuff. Hold your peace. But he cried even the more. He cried even louder. Hallelujah. And it caused Jesus to stand still. 49. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort. <laughs> Rise. He calleth thee. And he Casting away his beggar's garment. Casting away his beggar's garment. Rose and came to Jesus. Now casting away his beggar's garment. Means more to, to the people of that age than it does to us. That was like his license to beg. If he did not have that beggar's garment. He was not allowed to beg. He would have been thrown in prison. He had to be. You had to have uh, authorization from the government in order to be a beggar. So as a blind man, he could beg and he had this, this uh, garment. So when he cast away that garment because Jesus called him, when Jesus called him, he was going expecting fully to not need that garment any longer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this man is already believing. Because he cast away his beggar's garment. 
See, and he can't see, so how are you going to find it? Think about it. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 50, and he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now notice, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You say, well, what do you mean he followed Jesus in the way? He didn't become one of his disciples or his, his apostles or anything like that. Well, the church, uh, or the it was called the way at that time. So in other words, he was going to follow Jesus fully. He was thankful. I said he was thankful. He was so thankful that he said, I will follow Jesus in this way that he has instructed us. How many of us get down, need money, get sick, have a, 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 a child or something that we prayed and begged God for him and God delivers and then we don't follow him in the way? Unthankful. Unthankful. We don't, we don't follow through with what God has done for us. We just take it haphazardly as, oh, well, praise the Lord, you know. Then I step off and go do my own thing till I need him again. See, this is what happened in the world, this World Trade Center thing. Everybody was praying. Everybody going to church. Everybody wanted, you know, you, I mean, they weren't worried about saying Jesus in church then. The folks who didn't want Jesus in church were saying Jesus, I mean, in, in school, were saying Jesus in school. Okay. But let a little time get in between there, see? The more time gets between it, we forget who delivered us. We forget who saved us. We forget the fact that here it is, a man fell from, from many, many floors up, and they pulled him out of the rubble, and he don't know what happened. Where is he today? Is he still thanking God? Is he following God in the way? Hallelujah. See, people forget, but God doesn't forget. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So anyway, notice something here. Verse 52 again. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. What made him whole? His faith. Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Say, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did I do? All he did was called upon Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the people told him, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Jesus, have mercy on me. And then they said, Jesus stopped. 
turned around, come. And the word declares that he threw off his beggar's garment and he went to Jesus knowing that he was going to receive. His faith made him whole. Not Jesus' power, his faith made him whole. Do you know, let me say this to you, do you know, do you realize, do you understand what is being said here? When Jesus said, your faith hath made you whole, do you realize that even if Jesus wasn't there, his faith could have made him whole. All he had to do was believe and act on what he believed. He believed that if he would cast off this garment and go the way of Jesus, he would receive. And he cast off that garment to go to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, look, notice, notice here, notice, notice. What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The man, blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Notice, Jesus didn't anoint his eyes with mud. Come on now, come on. Jesus didn't lay hands on him. Jesus didn't spit in his eye. Jesus didn't even have the, the disciples to lay hands on him. He just said to him, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And if it worked for him, it can work for me. If it worked then, it can work now. If it worked for them, it can work for you. You have Jesus living on the inside of you. How much more should it work for you? But it's all in the believing. You have to believe. All right, one more scripture, and then I want to get into that. Let's turn back to Mark, the fifth chapter. You know my favorite? The woman with the issue of blood. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and, and touched his garment not him, his garment for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, 
Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Wait a minute. Again, Jesus didn't mix up a salve and rub it on her. He didn't lay his hands on her. He didn't have his disciples lay his hands on her. He didn't do any of those things. He merely said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith, your faith, your faith has made you whole. Now, I want to clarify something. Faith and believing are not the same thing. Faith and believing are not the same thing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Believing is a natural thing that is done with the heart. You believe in your heart. In other words, you hear it or you see it, you accept it, and you speak it enough that it drops down into your heart to where you believe. And once you believe, it links up with your faith, which comes by hearing the word of God. The two must link up. Believing is not enough. Faith is not enough. The two must link up. See, the woman with the issue of blood, she had to believe that what she heard about this man was sufficient to heal her. Once she believed what she heard about this man and acted upon what she believed that she heard about this man, then her faith made her whole. Hallelujah. So you got to link it up, you see. It's not enough to believe. And it's not enough to have faith. Everyone in here is receiving faith right now. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're receiving faith as I speak. But until you link it up with believing, it'll do you no good. It will do you no good. See, I can believe all day long, believe I receive that, that uh, two-propeller airplane. But until I can link it up with something from the Word, until I can link it up with the Word, it means nothing. That's why with these watch campaigns, I said for you to find seven scriptures to stand on. You find seven scriptures and you take those seven scriptures and you confess them in your area of watch, whether it be healing or finances or, or the membership or, or me or whatever it is. You find those scriptures. Now you have something to stand on. Now you have some faith. You have some faith that's been presented to you, but now you have to mix believing with it. Now you got to mix your believing with it. 
You have to believe that when I pray, God answers my prayer. I believe that. I believe that God not only hears me, but he answers me. And if he hears me and he answers me, I know that I have the petitions that I desired of him. I know that because it's scriptural. It's in the word. It's right there in the word. Now, I, I mentioned to you, I mentioned to you that yesterday, along about the evening and then into the night, I mean, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. Well, not five o'clock, but three o'clock, four o'clock. You know, I, I must have spit up six, seven times. Do you know that that does not change the fact that by his stripes, I am healed? Amen. Amen. And see, when you start to look at people, instead of looking at the word, you miss it. You look at me and say, well, it looked like the stomach virus got in. I had a 24-hour virus for about 10 hours. So it looked like it got him. So what hope is there for me? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're dooming yourself. Don't do that. Like I said, I missed it somewhere. I don't know yet where I missed it, but I know I missed it somewhere. Otherwise, that part couldn't have got me. I missed it somewhere. So I got to believe God, find out where I missed it so I can straighten that up so it never happens again. Learn from your mistakes. I say learn from your mistakes. Amen. Don't, 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 don't. Otherwise, you're doomed to repeat them. Amen. So you ain't supposed to talk like that. You the bishop. You ain't supposed to talk like that. Somebody better talk like that to you because it's the truth. Amen. Some of them guys be standing up in front of you talking about, I had so-and-so in 13 years, 15 years. They came to church. Oh, 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 oh. Then when they got here, they was walking just as straight, you know, and they was hurting the whole time. They need to tell you the truth. Yeah, I hurt too. I hurt too sometimes I miss it. Amen. I, hey, I didn't believe, I didn't believe off a whole bunch of stuff. Amen. This one, I, I, this one caught me by the, I mean, he came by the back door. But it didn't prevent me from coming here. Because I had my will set. No, 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 I don't miss. I don't miss. I ain't missing all these years. I ain't missing now. Amen. And you say, well, how's it going now? It's bubbling. <laughs> it's bubbling. Amen. I can tell you that. Straight up is bubbling right now. Make me no bitter difference. I don't care. Amen. I may have to go back there when I finish. <laughs> but I'm going to finish. Amen. I'm going to finish first. Got to tell folk the truth, see? Yeah, I mean, be truthful with people. You know, stuff come on you just like everybody else. Amen. You, the only difference is you know how to believe it off. Amen. Like I said, 24 hours, five, 10 hours, that's long enough. Get rid of that thing, man. You ain't got to stay 24 hours what everybody else do. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember on, on, uh, on Thursday, they called from, from uh, Faith and Danielle School and said, uh, 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 Danielle, uh, Danielle uh, spit up. So you have to come and get her because, you know, there's a 
stomach virus going around, you know, and uh, the school's closed Monday, but uh, so you can't bring her back until Tuesday. So uh, so I went to get her, and uh, I said, how you doing? She said, I'm fine. I said, glory to God, you're fine, right? I said, we're going we to pray over this thing, right? So the teacher said, Oh, daddies, daddies, daddies. You know it's going around. And Daniel looked at me. I said, we're going to pray this thing away, right? She said, yep. <laughs> That's right. So you got, I mean, even then, she in a Christian school. It'll make no difference. It makes no difference, see? they. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll put it on you. They will put it on you. I'm telling you, it don't make no difference. You got to see, they, don't, they just don't understand. They, they just don't understand. I, I'm, I'm thinking now, I said, that's probably how that, that stinking devil got it through the back door on me. Through her. Amen. That's probably what he did. See? But you see, you got you to be, be so on top of this stuff. So on top of it. Because it's based on what you believe. That's what I'm saying to you. It's based on what you believe. It's not on what somebody else believes. But you see, if you don't rebuke what they believe. See? See? You got to rebuke what they, what they believe. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, condemn it. Condemn it. Condemn it. Amen. You got to do it. You got to do it. Because no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. But you have to condemn it. You have to speak against it. Don't accept what folks say. Because folks say all kinds of things. Amen. I even had one of them at that school. One of them say, you know, well, uh, what was it? Something measles or something like that. Jim said, well, you know, let them get them all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let them get them all. And then get over with it, you know. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You, what you say? say my, my kids ain't getting all that stuff. I mean, they'd have German measles, French measles, Japanese measles. You know, they'd have everything on them. If you listen to that mess, you know, you know, but their thinking is all kids are going to get it. Let them get it all at one time and get it over with. Can I get an amen? Y'all hear Y'all heard that, right? Y'all heard that? No, no, no. They say it's based on what you believe. See, if you believe that stuff, you're putting it on your kids. And as soon as they get old enough, they want to smack you. Say, you put this on me. You put this on me. That's what, see, that's what you need. So you got to, you got to be, you got to be on top of this stuff all the time. And as I said to you, that we're moving into another, another level. And because we're moving into this other level, things out there, we're not familiar with them. Amen. We're not familiar with some of the things out there. It's just like when you move. Uh, we know many people who who move to different states and whatnot. You have to find out the lay of the land. 
you have to find out, you know, what stores to shop at and, and what highways to take to get back and forth where you want to go. You have to find out the lay of the land when you move into a new level. You, you don't just go in there and think it's going to be. That's real easy. That works real good. Oh, praise the Lord. We done paid the mortgage and whatnot. Yeah, I believe my brain's out. Amen. Amen. All right. Wait till you get your big uh, half million dollar mortgage or million dollar mortgage. Amen. You've got to believe. You've got to believe. Hallelujah. So, in closing, Jesus in the, in the 34th verse said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy play. Now, one last point. When you get delivered, when you get healed, when it has happened for you, you must remain in peace. Did you hear me? You must remain in peace. Because see, <laughs> Jesus said, my peace, I leave with you. If you don't remain in peace, you are in confusion. And confusion is not of God. Confusion is of the enemy. So you've got to remain in perfect peace. Say, what do you mean remain in perfect, perfect peace? Okay. This woman with the issue of blood, if she ever started spotting again, talk to me now. If she ever started spotting again, she had to stop and say, oh no, I'm in perfect peace. I've been healed. I will not yield to that. See, see what the devil wants you to do is see that spotting and fly all the pieces. I thought I was healed. You see what he said? And we, we read over that all the time. We read over it all the time. And don't even see it. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he said daughter. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. And be whole of thy plague. You got to stay in peace. When you believe God. I said when you believe God for the money. And it looked like the money ain't coming. And it's due tomorrow morning. It's due tomorrow morning. You got to stand flat footed. Say I will not fret. I will not have any anxiety. I prayed. I believed. I have my scripture that I stood upon. And I will not come out of peace. I'm going to stay in perfect peace. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to stay in perfect peace right here. I'm going to stay right here in perfect peace. Because God is doing the work. And see, 
for me to get out of peace and to get into confusion is to cut God off from what he's doing. You cut him off from what he's doing. Don't cut him off. Don't cut him off. I mean, it's it, it, it's eight o'clock in the evening. And you gotta and you gotta go pay the bill at nine o'clock in the morning. And right away you start calling Uncle Susie, Uncle uh, Bubba and Aunt Susie and, and all these things. Because you're giving up on God. Here it is, eight o'clock at night, and you've given up on God already. You, what what are you giving up on God for? It ain't nine o'clock yet. It ain't nine o'clock in the morning yet. You're supposed to go to bed in peace. I said you're supposed to go to bed in peace. Well, Lord, I'm going to sleep now. Glory to God. Your, your word declares that you neither slumber nor sleep. So I'm going to sleep because I believe your word. I, going, I believe it's going to be just as you said it was going to be. I believe that you're going to take care of the situation 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. So I'm going to get up my normal time. I'm going to have my breakfast. I'm going to take my shower. I'm going to get dressed and get ready to go pay the bill. Because I believe you're going to meet me right there. Because I'm going to stay in peace. It don't make no difference what it looked like. It don't make no difference that it didn't come 9 o'clock tonight. You didn't say you was going to bring it 9 o'clock tonight, 8 o'clock tonight, 12 o'clock tonight, 1 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. Because I'm supposed to be asleep. The word declares that when a, when a seed is planted, the man goes to bed and wakes up and goes to bed and wakes up and goes to bed and wakes up. He don't know how that thing is going to grow. All he knows is it's going to grow. He's going to have him some corn before it's all over because he planted the seed. And as long as you planted that prayer seed, you know that God's going to raise up a harvest at the appointed time. So stay in peace. Just stay in peace. Just stay in peace. See, that's the toughest thing to do is stay in peace. That's the toughest thing to do is stay in peace when the man calls you up. I say it's the toughest thing to do when to stay in peace when the man calls you up. I remember when we was going, getting ready to go to closing for this building. I didn't have the money. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. God bless all of you who... Who, who, who donated and supported but it was still short it was still short I said well Lord I'm going to bed I'm going to bed I'm going to bed and you know what he said nothing didn't say a word no, not a confirming word not one not one confirming word did he speak. Now the closing was 9 o'clock in the morning. Amen. 9 o'clock in the morning. No, no it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It was 11 o'clock. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. He let me go to bed. Didn't say a word. Not a confirming word. Nothing. I woke up in the morning. I said, well, Lord, it's morning time. 11 o'clock is coming. What are you going to do now? See, I put it on him. He don't say to put it on me. I didn't have it before. I sure ain't got it now. <laughs> they don't need me worried about it. Amen. <laughs> unless I start printing some bills. Amen. What are you going to do now? It's, it's in the morning time. 
And the Lord brought a scripture to me. Oh, thank God for the scriptures. Thank God for the word. When, when he had said to the disciples, he said, I sent you out before with no script, no pocketbook, no extra shoes, no sword. He said, now I'm sending you back out. He said, this time take a sword with you. And the disciples went and found two. And he said, it is enough. And that's the word that he gave, gave me from that scripture. It is enough. And when I got that word for him, from him, special faith rose up on the inside of me. Special faith rose up on the inside of me in such a supernatural way. I was absolutely amazed. I mean, I had peace before, but it was shaky peace. It was shaky. As brother, as, uh, as Dr. Hilliard likes to say, trembling and trusted. That's where I was, trembling and trusted. Amen. See, that's where it was. It was a shaky piece. But when I got that word, it is enough, man, I went and jumped in the shower. I was singing and carrying on. Ain't had no more money. Money was still short. Money was still short, but I had a word. One word from God is all you need. One word from God. You get one word from God. I'm telling you, bam. Okay, so I got that word. He said, it is, it is enough. And man, I got up and got myself ready. And I told Valerie, come on, girl, we going to a closing. Glory to God, hallelujah. We got to looking good. I got out, I had my chest stuck out. Finest piece of polyester in my closet. I put it on. Hey, <laughs> man, that's right. And we went to a closing. And I'm telling you, God met us there. He met us right there. See, he, he didn't meet me the night before. He said, no, you stay in peace. And he spoke to me the next morning only because I stayed in peace that night. If I didn't stay in peace the night before, he would have never spoken to me the next morning. Hallelujah. So, folks, stay in peace. Stay in peace. Thank you. Stay in peace. Stay in perfect peace. The peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't make sense. But you stay in peace. Every head bowed. That was excellent. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.